Welcome to Ascent, a podcast from Impact Youth Ministry in Tacoma, Washington. Each week, we discuss issues relevant to students as they strive to follow Jesus here and now, offering a biblical perspective based on our experience leading teens each week. Let's get started. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I am here with the Pastor Potts himself in the flesh. Chris, say hi to your fans. I have. I, oh, I guess I do. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> it's the roaring crowd. And as the voice of the crowd today, I am the crowd. <laughs> is my other co-host, Miss Kayla Mingo. What up? What up? Okay. So today we are going to dive um, headfirst into a topic that, not going to lie, we're a little bit intimidated to talk about just because it's, it's a topic that is highly charged with emotion. But we feel it's so important to bring it to the table and enter into a dialogue about it. And so... Today, we are going to talk about politics and really what we want our framework for this whole episode to be um, is just kind of answering the question maybe or addressing the question, how should a Christian participate in politics? And as I'm kind of thinking about it, as I was I was really praying about it actually on the way here because um, I don't necessarily feel as qualified to talk about this topic as I do some others just because of my lack of knowledge about politics in general. Mm -hmm. However, when I was thinking about it, it made me think of that quote that I don't know who it's attributed to, but you don't know what I'm talking about. The, um, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, and in all things, charity. Yep. And I thought of that because I really think that politics, it doesn't fall into the essentials category and it doesn't even fall into the non-essentials. It's kind of in the all things category. And I think the way we approach it can have different lead-ins to other things, but really just meaning that in all things we should treat treat each other with kindness and i think that's so lacking from mm. the church's interaction with our political system um especially currently in light of recent events and you know just the, i don't know we have such an opportunity to be a light and it feels like personally i know that i have not done my part in a way that i could but um, we don't want this to, obviously, this is not supposed to be a, a podcast of condemnation for anyone who feels overwhelmed. Really, we just want to kind of dive into it and see, like, what are ways that we can participate? Should we participate? And what does the Bible have to say about it? Yeah, I think it's, it's this is just about giving people a way to think about it even, yeah. you know? And as much as I love that quote, I think it's by Augustine. Um, I think that to, that that it's so much more complicated. Politics is even so much more complicated than that, that there are some essential things that we should be united on. And there are some, um, you know, secondary things that we should still be in agreement on. I think uh, it kind of bleeds into all three. Yeah, for sure. Um, but there are a lot of different um, things that, are, I guess, from the political arena that definitely uh, there's freedom of how you think is best in order to kind of deal with that. But <clears throat> that's not a lot of the big things, to be perfectly honest with you. And I think that in order to really start out, you have to be convicted. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is you have to know what you believe. And I'm just going to say this right now. The only way you know what you believe is from the Bible. Mm -hmm. 
If you are a Christian and you are professing to follow and love Jesus, you will get your opinions and views from the from the Bible, from what he says. You know, you have to you have to start out by taking taking the Bible at its as his word. And as such, you have to get into it and you have to know it. Um, but at the same time, that does complicate things because uh, there are some political issues that we face today that are not directly spoken of in the Bible. They're not specifically taught. Um, I mean, really, even our specific form of government isn't addressed in the Bible. Back then, everything was a monarchy. So it does complicate things quite a bit in order to try to figure out, you know, how we should behave and what we should act. But that's where we have to go a step further and really know our Bible, because these are things that aren't going to be spelled out in the Bible. Like, you know, do not commit murder. Well, that makes it pretty simple that if there's a political party that endorses murder, that you probably shouldn't associate yourself with that political party. Um, However, you have to be able to know and be willing to study your Bible enough to uh, be able to take principles from the Bible and apply those to today's current situations. Yeah, I think that's so good. I think that oftentimes we get caught in the pattern of trying to bring our worldview to our faith. Versus mm -hmm. letting the Bible shape our worldview and then uh. taking that into then the political realm mm -hmm. um, or the realm of social justice or the role of activism or like all the things that kind of bleed into one lump package, maybe mm -hmm. or one lump sum. Um, but yeah, like letting letting the word shape our worldview and then letting our worldview then shape how we participate in politics. Like that's the proper order mm -hmm. because there are so many things that are just not talked about specifically and where we have to use biblical guidelines and principles of truth to determine how we m make judgment calls. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I think you guys both hit it on the head there because Christianity is, it, it's a lifestyle and a worldview. Like it's not, you can't profess to be a Christian and then, you know, turn around and just like spew hatred. Like that's just not how it is. That's not how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I, um, and if you are, like you said, Chris, as a Christian, our biblical framework for politics should like, it should all be based off biblical principles and not, you know, what our culture is saying in the moment. Like truth doesn't change with time but like culture truth, changes culture oh. changes but truth does not mm -hmm. and i know like a lot of the time we are told like our worldview should change according to the times and the reality is that as a christian our beliefs are based off the bible and what jesus says i was thinking of colossians 2 8 where it talks about not being swayed by philosophy philosophy and empty deceit um, according to human tradition, but rather, you know, your focus should be on Christ. It should be uh, on Jesus and, and, and his truth. Um, but yeah, I, I think that as Christians, if we are going to dive into politics, which I think we should, because it is such a major platform to 
bring change. The thing here is that it shouldn't be change. The thing it should be is to remember that we're supposed to love each other. Mm -hmm. And that should be like the basis of all of our political decisions. All of our political beliefs should have the gospel as the foundation. Like if I do, if I can't base a decision or a vote off the gospel, then (laughs) it's probably not, you know, a, a, a good decision. Um, as a Christian, but yeah, I, um, I feel like there's so much that I like want to say, but I feel like it needs to be conversational. <laughs> there are like so many things that I wanted to like interrupt and say while you were talking. And I was like, I can't, I can't, we're doing one, two, three here. Well, not even that necessarily. I mean, it can definitely be a conversation, but it's, it you be. do want to give people an opportunity to finish their thoughts. And that yeah. makes it tough because I feel the same way. Well, I was just even thinking about our conversation. We were talking about politics. Do you guys remember we were like discussing, okay, so what's it going to be like? How are we going to do this? And Michaela, you said um, something along the lines of like um, that it's, you know, as a Christian, it's it's more than just a vote, like being in politics or like involving ourselves in politics. It's more than just a vote. Um, and I think that you were absolutely right because love is an action and like all decisions that we make, any vote that we make is based off the gospel as Christians. Like it should be whether that's on different policies or whatever, like it should be based off biblical truth. Um, and that also like reminded me of something I read where love isn't just, uh, not hating. Like, that's not love. Mm. Like, love is more than just not hating. It's an action. It requires movement. It requires you to do something. And it just reminded me of the conversation we were having. Like, sure, like, thank you so much for voting, but let's back that up now. (laughs) Like, you know, like, walk the talk. Yeah, I really do believe that as Christians, like, we are called to um, be agents of change in the world. We're called to be on mission for building the kingdom. Um, we're called to honor our governing authorities and politics really are just one way in which we can participate like in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, yeah, like my, when I said that like it's supposed to be more than a vote, my intention was that really voting is kind of the easiest thing you can do. I mean, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. It's so hard because we want to make really informed decisions and it requires a lot of discernment and it requires a lot of, um, fact checking and you know bouncing ideas off of other people it's like lot. it's it's a lot like it's voting should not just be something that requires zero time but as a believer like to vote for something but not back it up with your lifestyle just feels like something that would be so hypocritical for us to do and so hopefully that like maybe if if we all committed to just doing going one step further than we were before for some people that maybe just means voting in general and participating and getting involved in that way for some people maybe that's a habit you feel good about and you feel comfortable with and maybe it's about now backing up your vote with your lifestyle so Mm -hmm. you know what i mean by that is if you feel like so um convicted and committed to backing a political candidate who you know really is um pro-life like voting pro-life is amazing and honors the Lord. And then hopefully your lifestyle also 
shows that and reflects that and is demonstrated in how you spend your time and your money. And so that's kind of what I mean, I guess, when I say that like politics are just a tool that Mm -hmm. we use or just maybe, maybe not a tool, maybe it's a method in which the believers and the church can be involved in our world. Um, And it's such a subjective conversation because, you know, we are talking about it in 2020 in um you know we live in a democratic republic and in a postmodern world like there's just so many things that make it so specific to right here and right now but like we've said it before like what we're hoping to do is give you guys a framework for how to consider participation in politics regardless of if maybe our whole political structure is going to get turned on its head and we're all of a sudden be engaging in a different game but to kayla's point world's change our worldview should stay grounded Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and love has to be at the forefront of our minds at all times like not just at every election but as we just engage with the world in any capacity Um, and i think it's important to remember that we're not going to save the world through politics so you know we we're showing up and i think that that is something that honors the lord Um, to the best of our abilities we show up but our first priority has to be to bring the gospel into everywhere we go. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just, I personally don't feel like we will ever save the world through a political system. No. No, I don't think you could ever like coerce somebody into, Mm -hmm. you know, accepting Jesus or like following Christian, a Christian moral standard. Or even, yeah, legislating morality isn't going to change people. And I think getting upset with people over that is also pointless. I read another, <laughs> I won't butcher this one. I probably, this quote's <laughs> yeah, not going to get butchered, but I had read <laughs> that, um, I'm not going to butcher it because I'm going to read it. <laughs> I'd read that a religion with a history of being persecuted should know better than to become the persecutor. And that like really stood out to me just because, I mean, it's true though, like, Christianity is persecuted like all over the world. Thankfully, like we live in a country where it's not the the persecution is not at the extent that it was before and it it's not, you know, at the extent that it is like in in, in other different countries, you know, we have religious freedom here. But I think a lot of the time we take that religious freedom and we turn it around and we like get angry at people for not believing what we believe, even other Christians too. Like mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. coming together for like, I don't know, I think we have a not necessarily like a good mentality when it comes to politics because we're expecting the kingdom here on earth to look like the kingdom of God when that's never going to happen. I think it's actually much more basic than that. Even I think it's just the fact that we are uh, selfish and arrogant. Oh yes. And so we think that we are right and that we can change somebody else's mind on a real hot button topic by just throwing out a couple things that we might think are facts And that's not how people work. We're Mm -hmm. too arrogant and prideful and selfish. And we're, you know, so often not willing to listen to people. And I think that's, I think obviously one of the big things going on in our society today is just people, one, don't know how to disagree and they don't know how to talk about things. And I, the other thing as Christians, Again, like this is a topic that I'm not well versed in. I'll just put that out there. I when we decided to do politics, I was like, 
oh my gosh, going to buy all the books that I've had on my Amazon list right now and read them all before Monday because I don't think I, I could stand my ground. But I was reading this really awesome book that is very um, beginner friendly. Actually, I just want to call time out and just say, you know what, that's I think the perfect thing about the start of this discussion is that it's actually not about the politics yet. It's about the Bible. Mm-hmm. And that, to be perfectly honest, is why you're sitting in that chair in this conversation, because we know that your heart is like coming from that perspective that people need to approach a political process from. That's like the foundation of it. Mm-hmm. And so then the next thing is to be informed, which is talking about reading the the books that you had on your list. And so, I mean, you're like living this example of how to get involved in politics. It's beautiful. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) That's so encouraging. (laughs) Well, I was reading this book that's very beginner friendly um, and it's it's super easy to understand and it's very biblically based like there. It's a Christian organization. Mm. I have to look up who wrote it, but uh, it's called um, Compassion and Conviction and it's part of the and campaign and it is bomb like it is so good because it's Hmm. been very eye-opening and very like i said it's very biblically based so it's a it's it's a biblical way to approach politics and like being involved and and how to go about that and what it looks like to be a christian and still you know want to do your part when it comes to politics one of the things that they talk about um is how as christians you know a lot of the time we do have that mentality of like we want to bring the kingdom of god down here on earth and mm-hmm. create a kingdom of god with the political figures that we have now but that's never going to happen no. because it's it you know we're sinful Fallen. human yeah. yeah exactly but a good approach to wanting to discuss things with people first you have to like go into it with an open heart and you know like humbly go into it and and wanting to actually discuss versus like argue about it because you're never going to change anybody's mind by arguing but one of the things that they talk about is finding the common the common good for society as a whole so like if we're talking about they use the example of pornography so as to not like you know like create policies against pornography in general like i'm just going to use that as okay. an example yeah. but how there are so many different facts that show you that pornography in general is just bad in general, like it's bad for your marriage. There's a lot more. There's a higher divorce rate because of it. Uh, children, like if you have um, an easier access to it, like children will start seeing that from a younger age. They link a lot of um, addiction to pornography, to assaults and things like that. So you show all these facts, you know, done by other people. Like these are the facts and this is how you can reach a common ground with people. So like you might be saying, well, porn is good because like it opens up, I don't know, you discover your sexuality, whatever it is that the other party is like saying pro to porn, for example. But when you can bring all of these like facts that show like actually it's not that good versus like coming at it from a scriptural perspective, like, oh, because we're Christians, this is why. Like obviously that's great because those are your convictions. But at the same time, when you're trying to reach a world that doesn't believe the same things you do, you got to go at it from a different angle, from a different perspective. 
always with the basis of the gospel in mind, you know, the kingdom of God. But at the same time, like, you can't expect that from somebody that doesn't have the same convictions as you, you do. You cannot expect that, yeah. Well, and I think it's, I mean, that kind of leads into just a good point that we should be informed yes. and not trust just one biased news source. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people I know in my age demographic, that means you cannot trust everything you see on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. every oh, BuzzFeed article is not going to lead you in the right direction. And every, even really captivating Instagram memes and captions, like those are not go- not going to be informative or unbiased in any capacity. And mm-hmm. I know then immediately what someone's going to say is, well, there's no such thing as an unbiased news source, which sure, that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. However, when you engage, when you're looking to engage with a world who isn't founded on the Bible, you are going to be engaging with things such as facts and figures. Mm-hmm. And so you need to make sure you actually know what you're talking about if you want to enter into those conversations. And so mm-hmm. there's an there's an, an openness to education that coupled with humility will go a really long way in your desire to be, you know, active politically speaking, even mm-hmm. just in conversation in, in your circle. Um, but, you know, just I think it's so important for us to be informed in a way that maybe just is open-minded, you know, or just willing to not absorb a worldview that counteracts scripture. But when it comes to just hearing other people's point of view, being willing to listen and be educated without just waiting to give your response, but actually listening to hear people's fear and to hear people's concern and hear like people tend to just they get passionate about things they truly believe. And so if you're engaging with someone who has a different political view than you and they truly like down to their core believe something like they deserve to be heard out, even if you differ from them and you might even grow a little bit in that process. And you should strive to know that because that's your entry point for the gospel. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The more you know about a person, the more you can understand what that fear is inside of them that needs God's, you know, finger on it that, that needs you to understand so that maybe God can use you in a way to, to help reach that person. Yeah. I, I completely agree with all that was said just now. That's me. And I did. Um, <laughs> and I was just thinking like, make what you were talking about, you know, going into it open-minded and I think that's why it's so important too to actually know your Bible and know your biblical principles because you can't the danger is when you allow the world to start shaping your thoughts and your beliefs and your worldview. Um, it's so easy in a very like in a very postmodern world where we were just talking about this, uh, where, you know, you see something happen so many times that you start accepting it as, okay, well, maybe it's not as bad. Or, like, maybe, uh, for example, homosexuality, like, accepting it as, you know, love is love. You, you see that so many different times or so mm-hmm. much that you start believing that, when in reality, the Bible says that marriage is between a man and a woman, and that's it. Like, there is no and or buts. Like, that's it. And I think that's why it's so important to go into anything knowing the word, like knowing the Bible and shaping your worldview according to what the Bible says and biblical principles and going into other things 
with an open mind and an open heart to love other people. Like we may not agree on certain things, but I still love you. Like it doesn't change the fact that you were made in the image of God and that you deserve, you know, respect and, 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 and love and, and a listening ear, you know? And I think that's honestly how we make a change by showing Christ's love in a very practical way. Which goes to back to what Michaela was saying about living out your politics, your really. Yeah. yeah, your vote. Yeah. And I think kind of coming back to being informed, I think it's really important because there are like the most dangerous lie there is, is that lie that has just enough truth in it mm-hmm. to be believable. And so I think if you are going to, well, I, I can't, I can't actually say that because you are participating in politics simply by being alive today and bombarded mm-hmm. by news mm-hmm. and even just the events that are happening in our world right now. And it's super important that you not only know your convictions and what the Bible is, you know, teaches you what God believes and knows, but that you know what um, whatever other political party or organization or candidate that you are either supporting or in opposition to, it's important for you to know who they are, to know what they believe and to know all as much as you can of what they stand for. Um, Things are worded very tricky, but at the same point, um, it's super important for you to know that because um, as Paul writes in second Corinthians, he says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness what fellowship has light with dark? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? And that is basically saying anything that does not agree with God is not going to have that same foundation that you're supposed to have and is not going, they might have a couple goals that sound like they're in alignment. We all want justice. We all want Mm -hmm. everybody who is made in the image of God, which is all people to be equal. Mm -hmm. But if there's somebody who's says that, but they're not actually willing to admit that there is a God who created and that people are created in that image. Well, they don't even really know what equal means or what the value of a person truly is. So you just have to, you have to know what else is out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause that allows you to be broken for the things that breaks the Lord's heart and passionate where Mm -hmm. he's passionate and, you know, and yielding on points that maybe aren't moving the kingdom forward, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so I guess as we kind of wrap to a close, if we could leave you guys and just summarize kind of everything we've chatting about, we want to encourage you guys as you participate in politics. Because, um, Chris, you're right. It's not really an if, it's a as you do, because mm-hmm. we are all as just as just citizens of this country participating in some way or another. And um, we would encourage you guys to be convicted 
Um, know your word, his word, your Bible, know the scriptures and understand what truth is and where truth lies. Mm. Be informed. Um, don't be lazy in your pursuit to listen to other people and be open-minded and humble in allowing yourself to be educated and be loving. And really, I mean, that one kind of should be the sandwich mm-hmm. at the front and at the back to make sure that every conversation you have is really gospel-centric because the gospel is that love that we're trying to share with the world. And when you have that lens on, it really kind of can diffuse some of the animosity um, mm-hmm. that is so present in politics. So just leave you guys with those three things. Be convicted, be informed, be loving. And we'll catch you next time in Drive. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into Ascent. For more information on Impact Youth Ministry, visit www.impactyouthministry.org. We'll see you next week.